sticky situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a funny story, Mark. Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah, we're joined today. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take no, no, I won't fucking step on your. I won't step on your fucking. T- you want to clearly want to do like the real intro to this podcast? Yeah, I can fucking do it. Pressure. Oh, you want to do the real intro? I thought that was the real intro. I thought that was our thing now. <laughs> so today we're going to be discussing the Skinwalker. Oh hell yeah, bro! I woke Welcome to the day. Weeb Crew, <laughs> your favorite Welcome. anime podcast, where we spend five minutes talking about pig's blood. Yeah, man, that's the real shit. I'm your host, Mumi. Your local Texan. Uh, join with me as always. Psy, psychotic, ghost. Yes. Whatever you oh, want to call that. Uh, co-host and and producer and, and executive producer of the Weeb Crew podcast. Now, damn. I don't know what that means. Damn. It means less work on my end, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and today we are joined by uh, a a licensed uh, medical expert, uh, mm-hmm. Jaden from the Senate Clinic. Yep, that's me. My name is uh, yep, Dr. Jaden Sinek, MD. I specialize in fakeology, and today we're going to talk about, uh, I don't know. Well, that's how we know you're a fake doctor. You, you introduced yourself as doctor and then MD. Yeah, I got both, okay? You only do one or the other. No. Yes. When I graduated, they were like, "You're so good, you get to cho- you get." You're both. so good, you get to do it twice. Yes, I'm both. You a, have a doctor, both a doctor of philosophy. Yeah, exactly. I'm both oh, a doctor I of see. philosophy and a medical. A double, <laughs> a double special, a double <laughs> specialization. Exactly. Uh, and today we're just going to be talking about what makes a good anime adaptation. Ah, uh, yes, the thing that's on everybody's mind. The thing that's on everyone's mind. But first, I don't know. So for. So for people who maybe aren't like I don't know as familiar with your content, Jaden, uh, mm-hmm. do you want to just like give like a bit of like an introduction to uh, who you are and what you do? Oh yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I, I have a YouTube channel. Obviously, um, I probably wouldn't be on here if I didn't have a YouTube channel. Um, have you had non-YouTube people on here before? Um, I think everyone we've had on has had a YouTube channel. So yeah, the closest would have been William, which okay. he's well known for. Not yeah. his YouTube channel, but he does have a YouTube channel. Yeah, well, we, that's yeah. how we found him through his YouTube channel. So, right, 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 right. Yeah, I, we didn't we didn't intend to only have content creators on, but mm-hmm. that's sort of just how it's turned out. That's how it goes. I mean, we so. have been reaching out to people that yeah. aren't on YouTube. It hadn't worked out for us quite yet, but if uh, you have someone interesting, send them our way. Oh hell yeah! Tell them you uh, want to be on the shitty podcast on the Weed Crew podcast. <laughs> hell yeah! Um, yeah, no, I have a YouTube channel uh, talking about, like, mostly anime. Um, it's generally focused on, I focus on production a lot. Um, I also focus on the kind of relationship between, um, well, I think that's why I must have been invited on. I often talk about the relationship between the, like, source material and the the final product. And uh, often how uh, serendipity and uh, just situations, you know, the, 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 what happens to be involved in the production may end up influencing the final output and how that's ultimately something that should be celebrated because some of the most, uh, yeah, it's just like, you know, the thing is uh, anime is ultimately made by people and, uh, yeah. and their hard work and all the challenges they have to go through and that. Uh, also, I like to uh, swear and I like to distort my voice and zoom in on my face and <laughs> pixelate it at least four times per video. So, 
And Don't you get complaints about doing that? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, I still. There's do. at least one comment that being like, "Do not do that." <laughs> yeah, it's like, can you stop it with the like really? Uh, can you stop it with like the like jump scare jokes with the distortion? And I'm like, "Fuck you, you asshole!" <laughs> All right, now we've peaked the audio. I'm gonna. Oh, this is gonna be a nightmare. Um, well, it's interesting because like when we do have our guests on, we do try to like think of like, well, what's like a topic that we could have have them on to like mm-hmm. discuss. Yeah. Uh, so for Joe, that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. We tried. Uh, for Gil, we had Is- we talked about Isakai and shit like that. He was like, "Well, we're friends. We're friends with Jaden here. We're mm-hmm. like should have him on." But well, what topic would we do? Well, <laughs> he's made quite a few videos talking about anime adaptations in one mm-hmm. way or another. So mm-hmm. yeah, that seems like a good topic. Yeah, it's a good song too. Yeah. By Blondie. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were going to talk about the movie, the uh, Spike Jones. Andy Kaufman movie adaptation. No, I was talking about One Way or Another by Blondie. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, Blondie did not have a song called Adaptation. Um, <laughs> yeah, so adaptation. What makes a good anime adaptation? What makes a good adaptation? So yeah, are there like, um, I guess, yeah, it's kind of a broad question. So mm-hmm. let's like try and like figure out like a place to start. What do we, what do we look for? In anime adaptations, a lot of the time, do we want something that's like I don't know, faithful, I guess, mm-hmm. to the source material, something that you know directly adapts, or maybe something that like deviates? Because like obviously you've talked about like like stuff like Trigun, yep. and uh, Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. and how you know filler in those stories, basically, mm-hmm. um, and how that's kind of in the case of something like Trigun makes absolutely no sense, yeah, because you have stuff like Trigun where. I've not seen the original. We've been watching the new Tri. Have you seen any of the new Trigun? No, I haven't yet. I think that's also, Mumi can probably speak more to this. I think that also deviates pretty heavily from the source material. From what I've seen, I'm not an expert in the Trigun manga, but. Okay. I know it deviates heavily from the original anime. And the original anime deviates quite heavily from the manga, but in a way that, like, um, from what I understand, is can't really skip those deviations because they're in- integral to the story. Yeah. Which is which is something I think a lot of people don't really recognize when talking about filler. Yeah, well, filler. I talk about filler a lot, and filler is its own beast, right? And I yeah. think the word filler and the culture around filler kind of gets to the idea of yeah, it, it's a complicated thing to answer ultimately the question: what makes a good anime adaptation, right? Yeah, because it's kind of a broad thing. It's a broad thing. Um, first, I want to tackle the term "faithful." Because that's what okay. most people yeah, would probably yeah, yeah. say, right? They would say it should yeah. be faithful. What does that even mean? It, it's very, it's hard to quantify what faithful means. Right, um, yeah. You know, because I think a lot of people, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it, it's for a lot of people, especially as time goes on, the word faithful means one-to-one transliterations, right? Yes. Um, and you get certain situations where, you know, I think, yeah, it's really hard to tackle it. So, so first, something I want to acknowledge, first of all, is um, when people say good anime adaptations, they're almost always referring to manga to anime adaptations, right? Yes, um, because no one really cares about light novels. Yeah, not in the same way. And it's because manga yeah. is much more visible than anime. Like, anime is adapted yes. from a whole host of sources. It just so happens that manga is the next mm, most visible in japan it's arguably more visible like more people read manga in japan than anywhere else right sure um, yeah then you know more people read manga than watch anime in japan at least um 
but yeah, it, it's probably the second next visible. And then light novels are increasing, but still it's much lower. And then you've got like, you know, novels and films and games and all these other visual kind of novels, right? stuff like that. Yeah. And it comes down to manga to anime adaptations are put into, I think, uh, people have a lot of expectations for them. Um, yeah. A lot of the time, I think, uh, unrealistic expectations. Um, you look something I'm, like Chainsaw Man, for example. Yeah, that's a good example. Um, that's that's because that's come back up again because Gaga fired recently. Well, not fired, but he's not coming back for the next season, right? Um, oh, okay. Yeah the the Chainsaw Man. That's a, that's a good example, right? Uh, of of what do you call faithful, right? The biggest yeah. problem people have with the Chainsaw Man adaptation because the Chainsaw Man anime is pretty like faithful in terms of rendering the story. You know, yes. the the almost every scene in the Chainsaw Man manga, well, of the chapters that it adapts, is in the anime. You know, maybe there'll be a panel or two, or like a little snit, you know, bit missing or or a bit expanded upon. You know, mm-hmm. um, right? But they're pretty much always in the actual anime itself. The story content itself is quote unquote faithful. What people mostly were complaining about was the direction, specifically how it was handled in a more like grounded filmic like style yeah like the shot composition was for the most part framed more in a way of if there was an actual physical camera in this space right you can right. sell that from the opening alone that they the, the, they were going for like a, a cinema angle because you know the op is just nothing but a bunch of references to classic cinema bunch right? of references to movies yeah yes and just the way the shots and everything done is closer to how you would approach it in film. Like you've got like, you know, the, like the mm-hmm. different layers of the camera effects, you know, like trying to simulate, you know, like motion blur, depth of field, um, like bokeh, wide angle lenses. Like, yeah, yeah, wide angle lenses, all those kinds of things. Um, personally, I liked it be- and I think it's faithful in the sense of the panels are pretty, in a lot of cases, one-to-one. Like the composition yeah. is adjusted to fit a 16 by nine frame. Um, but, um, it's generally pretty damn close. The exceptions being the action scenes, which are more dynamic and go for more like free flowing 3d camera, which I think benefit the most from it. Um, but a lot mm. of people didn't like it because of that grounded. Yeah. They didn't like that, that filmic approach. They were expecting right? something more akin to like the covers of mm-hmm. the Chainsaw Man manga, where it's very like vibrant and aggressive yeah. and, and, you know, colorful. Oh, the EDs, you know, because uh, there's a yes. different ED for each episode and they're all wildly striking and, and creative. And I can understand to a degree why someone would want that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with dislike. And, you know, fuck, you can dislike whatever you want. Like, you know, it's not against the law. If you dislike something, you dislike right. something. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't. But people call Chainsaw Man unfaithful to the manga. And... I disagree because, like I said, I think like if you're talking about the story content, shot composition, everything like that, it's very, very faithful. Mm-hmm. So what most people mean when they say it's unfaithful, it's unfaithful to the vibe, it's unfaithful to the mood. And in a lot of the time, it's what they think or feel the the mood or the vibe is, you know? Yeah, their sort of perception of the story. Yeah, the nature of manga also as a black because like, you could make that argument, right? People want the more colorful, vibrant things of the covers. That's the cover. Manga by almost most most manga is a black and white medium, right? Uh, yes. Where the the you're encouraged to fill in the gaps of the white space, you know, with your own imagination. Right. You as a viewer are sort of doing more 
yeah. mental work effectively to tell a story in your head yeah and so it's you can't really be on how it's it's hard to be unfaithful to someone's headcanon <laughs> you know what i mean when yeah. everyone has different headcanon of what it means so chainsaw man's an interesting one because especially compared to something like uh bocce the rock right which aired at the same mm-hmm. time i had a, I have a video on um on bocce the rock's adaptation yeah check it out it's pretty good if you haven't seen it there in the um, corner what's that Oh, just up there in the corner. Up there in the corner, yeah. He's, he's building that parasocial relationship. Yeah, that's yes, of right. course. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Up um, there in the video, up there in the corner, unless you're sitting on, you. on anything except on YouTube. You, you, yeah, you're our friend. You're our friend. <laughs> now, look, I need to borrow some How money. How was your day? <laughs> Tell us about yourself. You want to pass me a fiver? I need to... What yeah. do you think is a good adaptation? Exactly. Leave a, leave a comment. Leave a comment yeah. down in the web zone. Just do it like uh, um, she do these like a like a you know like choose your own adventure novel, <laughs> but for like a podcast. Yeah, like for a podcast, and it's like you just put it in the comment. And it's like, what do you want, Jaden, to say next? And then they vote on it. <laughs> <laughs> Click on the fucking link, and it just sends you to a private video. It, take, it takes you to a different video. Some people do that. Um, yeah, oh, that's it. Yeah, something yeah. like Boat to the Rock, uh, yeah, which we also Rock, yeah. have a video on, uh, talking about it as an adaptation. Yeah, and funny enough, both those videos did relatively well compared to the rest of our Yeah, content. didn't they Gee. come out on... Did, did they drop on the same day? Yeah, they I think did. within yeah. like two hours of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were close. Yeah. Completely uncoordinated. Um, no, they were, wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't planned at all. It's just him. Yeah, yeah but, like um, those Tenkatsu videos. But yeah, Bochi the Rock. So, so Bochi um, the Rock, which is a much more... It, that's something that people still call it... I think a lot of people still call it faithful, right? Because again, the story yeah. content is very much represented if anything the anime expands on a lot of the story content you know yes they add what again is where you come back to that filler term because there are scenes in bocce the rock that aren't in the anime like i think of episode five episode five is adapted from about six or five or six pages of material i can't remember exactly and Mm -hmm. so they add a lot of scenes expand a lot of scenes in order to make the episode structure work for an episode structure um and bocce the rock's as an anime is famous for its visual visual landscape right like everyone you know the the the, you've got the bocce shriek you've got the you know the turning into 3d and hitting a bunch of cardboard boxes you know right yeah the the the, the media mix angle yeah the media mix angle and even just like the regular like just all the the different variations in the style of the adaptation a lot of which break from the the um aesthetic of the general aesthetic of like you know the uh, um yeah like the, like uh, the, the sequence where her hand is like going all wonky yeah yeah and the manga does that too right the manga does break it especially like in terms of like bocce faces you know when bocce's having like a like a mental freak out you know right um, yeah It'll sometimes even like break the panel yeah. itself yeah and um and often the shot composition isn't a direct literation of the panel often they rearrange it to be more dynamic or more interesting for the you know whatever but the story content is still there the character essence is still there and it's not beat for beat but it's there and a lot of people still call it a good adaptation myself included right and they will call it a faithful adaptation while still being its own thing there is a fundamental difference i think in the way that bocce the rock is perceived and chainsaw man is perceived and i think this gets to the heart of the problem of calling something a good anime adaptation Mm. which is that most people discovered bocce the rock through the anime first where it's Chainsaw Man's manga was famous for years before the anime was announced. That has a big impact. It really does, especially in terms of like the broader, 
um, the broader fandom and community response to it. Because if Bocchi the Rock's manga had been as popular as it is now or as the anime is now before the anime came out, maybe it, I think it would still get a lot of those praises, but I think the reaction might have been a little bit different. There would have been a lot more You might have had a more, negative, a more negative crowd. Exactly. Yeah. More people who have this preconceived notion of what the show should look like um, mm-hmm. because that's what they want. That's what they're used to. And part of that is there's a thing that's inevitable with it, right? Because most people tend to, you know, like people are obsessed with being like the original. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the, the way it's even worded when people like write like an essay or they make a video or they talk about it, they compare it to the original. Usually it means if it's a sequel, the first movie, or if it's an adaptation, the first adaptation. But a lot of the times that language and because of the way, you know, we think of things, usually the first thing we interact with, the first one we see becomes the original in our mind, even if it's not. Right. Like I always think of uh, an example, like I hated the 2017 adaptation of Kino's Journey. I hated it. Ah. Right? And I made a video on it a few, like five years ago now. God. Yeah. 2017 is five oh, years man. ago. Six years ago now. Oh, don't. Oh, no. Oh, no. We had the same know. moment in the last episode. <laughs> you said um, this every episode at this point. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I was going to say, well, like another good example of that, of that would be uh, Full Metal Alchemist 03 versus mm-hmm. Brotherhood mm-hmm. or Hunter Hunter 99 versus Hunter yep. Hunter 2011. Those are good examples. Interesting about those is like Hunter Hunter 99 and Hunter Hunter 2011, like they adapt the material very, very similarly. They are adapt. They are the same story. Right. Yep. Full Metal Alchemist 03 and Brotherhood deviate from each are other quite a bit. Very different stories by the and end. And those that, yeah, those are good examples too, because, um, like I was going to say with Kino's Journey, when I talk about it and I compare 2017 to 2003, I call the 03 Kino's Journey, right? The the Nakamura mm-hmm. Kino's Journey, the original. And I say, oh, that wasn't in the original, this, that, and the other. But really, the 2003 Kino's Journey is not the original. The original is well, the light novel. Yes. The 2003 Kino's Journey is the original anime adaptation for sure. And maybe it could just be being pedantic there. But it itself is an adaptation that takes its own liberties and approaches to it. It just so happens that's the mm-hmm. one I saw first. And so, yeah. and Brotherhood and Hunter Hunter are good examples too. You see this a lot with like um, anime that are getting faithful, more faithful adaptations of the manga. And what that means is the story content, Fruits right? Basket. Yeah, Fruits Basket is another, is another example. example. Yeah. Um, and, and then it'll be the original versus the new one when really the original is not the original. It's... The first anime adaptation. The original is the manga, yes. right? Yeah. And what's interesting is that with uh, a lot of them, it depends on like like Full Metal Alchemist is an interesting example because I remember when Brotherhood was airing because that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when uh, Brotherhood was airing and a lot of people didn't like it because they were comparing it to O three because like they were the old right. school fans, right? And they like O3's story more. They liked the way it approached directing and scenes and, you know, deviated from the manga. But that was okay because they liked the way it deviated and they thought that the, which I think there was an element of the, it's darker and edgier, therefore it's better kind of logic in there. Because O3 is darker, right? It's bleaker mm-hmm. than Brotherhood. Um, except for the, except and, for Shambhala. Yeah, except for Shambhala, which we don't <laughs> talk about Shambhala. But um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Fritz Lang. Um, anyway, uh. 
but so that argument was having but now the defining take you see is that it's the opposite way around where brotherhood is better than 03 and the defining reason people get is because it's more faithful to the manga right. um so i think that shows how what because now like now that it's all aired and the dust is settled and people who get into it from the beginning people who didn't watch 03 back in the day right they know with the original fans and they haven't watched anything and they want to get into full metal alchemist they're going to see that brotherhood is the more faithful quote-unquote adaptation More of manga, it's story the highest content. rated thing on my anime list exactly I think it's a lot of people's first exposure now yeah and so because of that they go oh that's the one that's more accurate to the manga i'm gonna watch that one because it's more faithful it's the better adaptation i think that's the right. underlying assumption that people make right um mm-hmm. and i think a similar thing happens with hanahana and any sort of fruits basket anything that has any anime that has that sort of um approach to it even even Trigun recently as well. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't yeah. really like the new Trigun either, but I also haven't seen the original, so I have no, yeah. I have no point of comparison. But a lot of people who I saw, especially when it started, were complaining about how like um, like Vash looks different, or some of these characters are different, or some characters are just omitted entirely for mm-hmm. seemingly no reason. Yep, yep. And that's the Trigun's another example because a lot of people don't realize how different the original Trigon anime was from the manga. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's the exact same phenomenon happening. So that's adaptation in terms of story content, right? In terms of uh, the, just the like, if you read the synopsis of what happens and the difference, and then there's the other thing I think that goes into an anime adaptation. And again, we're talking about, this is largely been focusing on manga and uh, anime, which is um, when you're adapting something, you are changing its medium. Yes. Right? Or changing that's, its that's format. That's the biggest thing for me. And yeah. for me, that's the biggest thing which a lot of people don't really talk about because the focus is always on the story content. Right. Um, and with manga and anime, the lines are blurred a little bit because they are so similar because, you know... They're, they, they're very... And, so there's, and they're historically very closely related. Yes, yes. They're very tied. The... Manga designs and anime designs are almost identical. Anime designs will be a little less detailed, a little more streamlined yes. because they need to be fucking animated. Of course, they need you, need to, you can need to be drawn multiple. multiple yes, times. yes. Um, but you know, for the most part, there's a lot of overlap, and um, a lot of people who like draw manga have worked on anime and vice versa, right? Um, mm. There's a which you know you compare that to say comics and and Western animation, where there isn't really an overlap of the two industries, right? Um, they're kind of separate drawing for comics and drawing for cartoons is very different and it's treated as different. Whereas in Japan, it's all part of the kind of the same machine. Um, so because they are similar and because like, I always think of how, and I mean, like manga, manga and anime fans can be very, very spoiled because like really even ones that aren't that accurate, even if you take say full metal alchemist, Oh three versus the manga, right? If you compare that to the average, like, Western adaptation of a comic book, you know, especially mm-hmm. at the time it was made, like, it's remarkably faithful, right? It's remarkable. Like, the characters yes. look the same, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, the, the parts I, that I, are adapted from the manga are shot for shot for the most part, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and people get really mad when, um, when, like, a Marvel movie deviates too much from the source. Like, what was it? It was, like, Iron Man 3? Mm-hmm people were pissed off at because a, a character was different from what it was in the comic books or whatever. 
something like I that. I haven't seen I these. Fu- I haven't seen yeah, these there's fucking about 500 movies. million of them. I'm not sure. I don't know the um, first fucking thing about comic books. So. <laughs> yeah, with Marvel movies are interesting because like uh, it, it's in a way, I think some Marvel fans, I mean, maybe it is. Well, I don't know what it is, but like sometimes they just get happy if characters from the comics are included at all, even if their interpretation yeah. is completely different. They're just like, oh, shit, they were in there. I remember when um, mm-hmm. The Suicide Squad came out and people were like, oh, shit, it's Polka Dot Man. Oh, the second one, okay. Yeah, yeah. The second one, The Suicide Squad, right? The Suicide Squad. Yeah, they're like, it's Polka Dot Man. Polka As Dot if that's Man. someone to be, you know. Who the um, fuck is Polka Dot Man? Yeah, Polka Dot Man, yeah. And it's it's funny, too, because, like, um, like you look at, like, DC and you look at the way that, like, sometimes the popular interpretations of or the popular adaptations of comic book material ends up becoming the more popular variation. Like you look at like uh, the thing I always think of is Mr. Freeze from Batman, the animated series who took Mm. his just like original cartoony, like do like card carrying villain, boring character and made it into something much more nuanced and uh, interesting, you know, and then that's become Mm. the preferred version of it. Um, Especially manga that comes out now, I don't see a lot of anime manga fans giving them that amount of leeway. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's just different. So yeah, it's bad. Um, so they are they are similar, but they're different, right? Um, right. And so you get like weird situations where it'll be like, like I always think of that My Hero Academia panel that people complain about, where it's like uh, they're. Uh, it's a panel of four characters the striking four, oh a pose. i know exactly i know yeah. exactly what you're talking about yeah they're striking a pose and then the anime does the exact pose basically it's stretched it's a little slightly bit, different it's slightly different and people just lost their shit people lost like, their minds and there's no way to like show this for a podcast but there was another panel where it was like three of the villains walking away from like an ex- i'll put this up on oh yeah videos. i remember that yeah yeah and i think and you look at it in the anime and it's completely different in the anime and kind mm-hmm. of removes a lot of character of the panel in a way yep. that I think is, you know, a detriment. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Instead, people were arguing over the the anime making a character's bust size larger, even <laughs> yeah. though it didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. And so there's yeah. a lot of that going on. And it's not even like the argument of because that's what people focus on, because that's the part of right. manga and anime that's the same, right? Yes. Where it's like the way that anime and manga differ is, well, okay, manga uses panels. Panels can be of any dimension, you know? Mm-hmm. They're generally, yeah. they're, you know, they're generally rectangular, but they don't have to be. A lot of the times they're, you know, rhombus or, you know, like they can be any rhombus, shape, really. Sometimes they're over like the, si- like the, you know, side of the page. and then Yeah, and things. like it can be, it can be, you know, it can be closer to like a 16 by 9. It can be a square. It can be like a vertical rectangle. It can be slanted. Sometimes it can be the whole go- page. And you've got a variant. be the same size panels over like uh, four times. Yeah, like like Yonkama, right? Yeah, 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 Yonkama. Um, And it can vary so much. And the art of manga is making it so that the page flows, right? The way your eye moves and flows across the page and to have the maximum effect. And sometimes, usually when you go to a full page panel, it's, oh, shit, something big happened, right? Right. That's not how anime works. Anime is whatever the aspect ratio of the entire show is, whether it's 4 by 3 or 16 by 9 or anything else, right? And right. so with anime, it's about the similar to film. It's about the relationships between the cuts. It's about well movement, and in anime it tends to be you know 
horizontal or vertical movements. It's about the layers. It's about what shot, reverse shot, the cooler shove effects, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's more about the timing of the cuts, you know, rather than, so in, rather than trading the size of the panel, you might trade the length of the shot or the direction of the shot. And mm-hmm. no one really, people don't fact that in as much, maybe just because they're not aware they lack the language to talk about it or because that's not what Right, or it's something that works more stuff, you know? subliminally. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. not something you're really supposed to focus on. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's something that's more important to an adaptation to me. Um, mm. Outside of just the medium mix stuff, why bocce works so well is because it has that pace down. It has that that pace between quick cuts, long shots, close-ups, um, wide shots, you know, the, all, all the different things you can do to add variance and pace and tempo um, into mm-hmm. animation, the direction and movement of the shot. Uh, audio is another thing, you know, because yeah, people have to just a focus on the video. Component. But that's yeah. a whole new component of like anime, you know? Um, and, you know, people do think about that. They're, of course, the most obvious one is, you know, do they get the right voice actor for the character, you know? Right. And uh, do they get, you know, how does the music sound? How does the sound design, you know, feel and that kind of thing? Um, yeah. I've never seen people, uh, like, focus so much on 17-year-olds' breasts as my, my <laughs> academia fans, you know? Yeah, completely random arbitrary uh, <laughs> things to focus on it's kind of weird right it's just like yeah uh, like you, you do know that they're not tracing the manga right when they when yeah. they make these yeah um but it's interesting that you bring up like the the first thing that you are exposed to mm-hmm. in this in this sort of franchise effectively yeah. is what in your mind sort of becomes the original yeah, and that sort of colors your perception over everything else within that franchise. Mm-hmm. A good example I've seen no one fucking talk about this is uh, I know Mumi, you've seen it. Have you seen uh, the Tatami Galaxy? Uh, no, I've seen the I've seen Night of Short Walk on Good. Night of Short, the okay. same characters, but I haven't seen the sh- I haven't seen Tatami yeah. Galaxy. Um, so what's interesting about the Tatami Galaxy is that. It's regarded as, you know, one of the greatest anime of all time, whatever the fuck, you know, mm-hmm. one of Yuasa's best anime. Yep. No one addresses the fact half the anime is original. Mm-hmm. It's a novel adaptation, but the novel, because yep. the way the story is fun- uh, structured is every episode is a new, a new timeline effectively. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the novel only has yeah. four loops, but the right. anime effectively has 10. That means six of those loops. Mm-hmm. More than 50% of the show are anime original. And that's something I've never seen anyone talk about. No one talks about, you know, <laughs> the Tatami Galaxy being like unfaithful or has a lot of filler or anything mm-hmm. like that. And it's because, one, people have not fucking read the novel. Yeah. Uh, I think it's only, I think the novel only got a proper official English translation fairly recently. I think, I think last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people haven't read it, so they're not really thinking about that fact. Uh, yeah. So it is sort of your cognitive awareness of, you know, is there even an alternative to begin with to compare it against? Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, and I think that's uh, obviously the fact people haven't read it. It's it's much yeah. less popular, you know, um, compared to, say, like, Mongo, unless readily available, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh. I was going to yeah bring up 
like light novels and just novel adaptations in general because mm-hmm. people do seem to be well just in general right people are more willing to accept um differences in adaptations from novels to 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 to, to movies or animation right i but, would say so yeah yeah but again um I, yeah uh before i get into that yeah it's it's i think it is about like uh what you perceive as the original what you were first exposed to because um oshi's ghost in the shell is not very faithful to the manga no know? no it is very it's not different very from, it for is a variety of reasons incredibly different innocence is even less faithful right? yeah. <laughs> innocence is it's it's barely related and it's interesting how you know it's not that's not the only reason the only reason like the, the fact that it's what most people are first exposed to in, in terms of ghosts in the shell is right, a factor yeah. it's not the factor into why you know people are fine with how different it is um another factor is a lot of not many people have actually read the manga in full um ghost in the shell as a franchise has embraced more than a lot of other manga have or a lot of mother other ani manga like franchises have has sort of embraced the fact that each adaptation is its own distinct thing right, um, which yeah. helps it as well um but I think, yeah, it's a fa- it almost also goes the other way. Like, uh, Oshi's Ghost in the Shell is so different that it almost goes beyond the event horizon and people are able to kind of accept there being two separate uh, Ghost in the yeah, Shells yeah. in their mind. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it, yeah, it, it becomes so different that you're not, yeah. you're like, well, it's pointless to fucking compare them. Yeah, and I think that's something with uh, the Tatami Galaxy and I think why light novel and just novel adaptations in general or film adaptations, TV adaptations, whatever you want to say, why they tend to be less, people are less caustic and immediately critical about the changes is because there is that kind of implicit understanding that they are just going to be different and they're able to mm-hmm. substantialize them in their mind. Because you've got a few things, even if you look at like, say, a traditional novel to a live action movie, right? Um, not just the medium is changing, obviously going from all text to visuals and audio, Um the format is changing, you know, like right. a book yeah, is designed yeah. to most books are designed to be read in a way that you can stop reading them at like generally at the end of a chapter. Right. But you, if you have mm-hmm. to go do something like you're on the bus or, you know, whatever it is, you put the book down and you go do something else. Right. Yeah. And it's meant to be this cumulative like experience, whereas a movie is designed to be watched in one go for the most part. Right. Yeah. And so the way that you have to structure the two are very different. Um, or if you're adapting a series of books into a movie, or if you're adapting a book into a series, you know, like chapters can be analogous to episodes, but the structure of a chapter is different from an episode because not everybody reads the same speed, but everyone watches, unless you're a fucking maniac who, <laughs> and I've seen these people who watch mm-hmm. like anime or whatever, or like times two speed. Yeah. Times <laughs> two speed somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like everyone's going to watch like 20 minutes is 20 minutes for everyone. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you have those format changes, but the medium changes are, I think, even bigger because, um, yeah, like I said, text is different from audio and visuals. So if you're talking about good adaptation, it's and being faithful, it's taking advantage of the things you can uniquely do in those mediums and trying to find ways to reference or try to capture the essence of the unique parts of those mediums example Mm -hmm. i'm going to bring up is haruhi 
Okay. I think How to Tea is a fantastic adaptation. It's obviously, again, that's an example where most people know the anime first. That's the original in most people's minds, even though the right. light novels came first. Yes. There are a couple ways that I think Haruhi captures the, the essence of the uniqueness of the novels and adapts it, puts it into the anime format that works really well. The first one is that in the light novels, uh, you know, Kion's the narrator, right? It's written from his perspective. Mm-hmm. Something that uh, sticks out is that during dialogues between people, uh, often his dialogue uh, won't be rendered with speech, like quotation marks, right? And so mm-hmm. it can be hard to know, and because of the way that the show is written and the things flow back and forth, it can be hard to know if he's actually speaking or simply thinking it. Like if the characters okay. are actually reacting to what he said or if it's his expression or whatever, there's also the unreliable narrator thing going on. But it's never 100% clear if he said it or just thought it, right? As a unique okay. part of reading the, the text and, you know, everything like that. You can't really do that in the anime, but what the anime tries to do is that they'll try to have either shots of his from his point of view, right? They'll try to have a pub shot. Or they'll do a shot of like the back of his head. You can't see his mouth moving or a shot of something else where you can't see his mouth. And because of the way Haruhi doesn't do the fucking the four kids thing where someone's thinking. So they throw on 500 layers of reverb to show you that it's their inner thoughts, <laughs> right? They just record the audio as if it, you know, is the right. same as someone speaking. So it kind of captures that same feeling, right? I think it's a little less obvious because, again, it's like more of a subconscious thing, whereas it's more immediately noticeable in text because you're actually looking at it and you go, oh, there's no quotation marks. But it captures that same essence and adapts it into a new medium, taking advantage of audio and visuals. Um, in terms of format, too, I think Hotahi is a good adaptation, uh, especially the first season, because all of the main story light novels are in chronological order. Like if the whole novel is uh, a story, right? If the whole mm-hmm. novel is from start to finish the same chronological story, those will uh, it, the release order is the same as the chronological order. But Haruhi, a lot of the Haruhi light novels are actually collections of short stories, like individual okay. little adventures that they have. And those individual adventures can be set anywhere, right? So um, the third light novel, for example, has a, a lot of stories that are set between the first light novel and the second light novel. The fifth light novel does the same thing. They're set between different parts of the story, right? All of the little mm-hmm. individual chapters. Um, and when they were adapting Haruhi for um, the first season of the anime, only a few light novels had been released. Um, and they were only going to do the first light novel in its entirety. Um, and they realized that they, if they just did it in chronological order, that they would run out of, like, the, the, the peak of the story would be over, and then it would just be a whole bunch of, like, random like monster of the week basically right right and so they restructured the episode's order so that those individual stories from later were inserted in between the episodes that tell the main story um of the Mm. first light novel and so it's told out of chronological order but that main story all those episodes are shown in chronological order like as in part five of the first light novel isn't shown before part four you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Um, and they weave it in a way that the they they still capture the the that kind of half anachronological feeling without it being a hundred percent anachronological, and I think that's smart application because most people again like uh, anime production then even now compared to other mediums now everything's just thrown on Netflix and you watch the whole series in the night you know most people are watching one episode a week right. 
in the same way that you're going to read one light novel at a time uh if you started from the first one and right. like if, you, yeah. if you read the first one when it came out right you have to wait for the, yeah. the novels to be released so i think um those are just a couple of ways where you can capture the essence of both the story content the uniqueness of the medium and the uniqueness of the format what what i think is interesting about haruhi is like as an adaptation it kind of does exactly what you would want an adaptation to do in that it like really capitalizes on its medium to try and present the story in a way that translates it, but still kind of keeps the feeling of it. But there are things that are like lost in the translation. Cause like the fact that it is a light novel is very integral to the story of Haruhi Mm -hmm. where I kind of talk about it in the first video we ever did where I'm talking about like the dual kind of interpretations where people kind of, where the whole like kind of debate comes from of like, who is like the god in Haruhi or like the yeah. source of the events of Haruhi. And that's a lot made a lot more nebulous and like it's a lot more clear in the light novels because it is coming from the perspective of the protagonist of Kion. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's not necessarily as prevalent in the anime because it is presented mm-hmm. as an anime. Yeah. Um, but it's just something that's kind of inevitably just lost because of the translation to a different format. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're exactly right. Like there are things you, you cannot have a perfect adaptation, right? Of course. So, right. Yeah, that yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, but in terms it of It is an like, adaptation. Yeah, yeah. You lose and something it, along the way. It brings up an interesting thing with like like you talked about Kino earlier. Mm-hmm. The original Kino's journey is like light novels are very popular with like younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um and then when Nakamura did the adaptation back in 2003, he kind of did his own thing with it where he adapted it quote unquote faithfully, but he adapted Mm -hmm. just vignettes that he felt would be interesting for the anime format Mm -hmm. where when, uh, was it Taguchi came in Mm -hmm. and did like the 2017 adaptation. He didn't call, he didn't like curate the arcs that they were going to be adapted into the 2017 version. No, they they did like a whole, yeah. And then they did like the most popular ones. And so that's reflected in like the light novel readers, because they were interested in seeing like the story of uh, uh, Shizu and Riku and all them. So that mm-hmm. lot, like half of the 2017 adaptation is just stories about them. Yeah, yeah. And then that's part of the problem because Kino's journey 2017 is Kino and Shizu and Riku and Photo's journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it brings up um, like what what it brings up like what is an in, like a, what is a good adaptation to people because like yeah to light novel readers that might have been a good adaptation because it adapted the stuff they were interested in from the light novels whereas the and, 20, 2003 version might not have been because it was adapting just vignettes that were just not really building on any of the plot of the story well it does to a degree because some of the so i, I see your point i i would say that like they are vignettes so all of keynote's journey is vignettes right right Really? I mean, there is a through line, yeah, of like, you know, meeting this person, that person. I just mean, um, like, relatively. Yeah, you know. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, they do keep one important thing, which is that you don't, you know, the what most people consider the most um, important or the most memorable Kino story, a Kindland, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, is also the episode where you find out where Kino got her second gun, right? She gets from the gunsmith in the town, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... There is something where it's like, because it's very strongly, you know, it's emphasized in the first light novel a lot. And then you find out the end of the second light novel where she got it. 
Um, that's, again, in terms of I think this is good adaptation because the first episode of Kino's Journey highlights her second gun a lot. It shows her quick drawing it a lot, you know, and like mm-hmm. putting it together, cleaning it. And someone's like, oh, that's a nice gun. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you only find out where she got it in the last episode adapted for the TV series, you know. It's uh, also, uh, I think, something that's nice about uh, 2003 Kino's Journey is that each light novel, each individual volume of the light novel is bookended by two different stories, right? It's by an A and B kind of epilogue, prologue that are connected to each other and you get the, the half of each, right? Right. Um, whereas the same thing is done in 03, where it's bookended by one of those short vignettes at the beginning of the very first episode and then the very end of the last episode. Um, they do some of those vignettes in 03, but they do them in individual episodes, which, again, is fine. It's not necessarily the wrong way to do it. Um, but talking about whether that's... Uh, I think again it ties to the the idea of like oh for the it would seventeen be a better adaptation for the light novel fans. I don't know. Maybe it was, but I think the way that it's done as a curated pool of the the best of is less of it's a better light novel adaptation and more it's a better adaptation for those fans because they've internalized the story, so they don't need the structure, they don't need the the flow of everything for them. Maybe what they wanted was basically Family Guy funny moments on YouTube, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where it's like the best of highlight reel. Family Guy funny moments only works for fans of Family Guy already, you know, yeah. not yeah. for someone who wants to actually just watch an episode of Family Guy, which I mean, from what I've known of Family Guy, Family Guy is basically now already Family Guy funny moments. But you know what <laughs> I mean? Like in the sense of like watching a compilation on YouTube is not the same as watching the show because watching the compilation right. implies knowledge of the structure of the show already and the yeah. internalization of the logic and flow of the show. So it's, it's, it is nebulous. There's no way to really say this is what is a, a good adaptation because it depends on what you want. There, there is definitely, from. there's definitely something to be said about like this whole conversation is very much like, confined to like the last 10 15 years or so because nobody really talks about you know uh going back to like akage no an no one talks Mm -hmm. about how that very much that would be considered today like filler stuff because it does adapt the full novel but the full novel is not really long enough to fill 50 episodes so there's like a short read yeah yeah there's like some there's some things in the novel that are kind of just like mentioned that they fill out mm-hmm. to be a whole episode in that. But no one's talking like no one's going to like shit on a Kagano on for being like, oh, my God, this is so drawn out. It's like filler. This they should just adapt it in like a 12 episode TV run. Um, and then yeah. likewise with like uh, uh, Rose of Versailles and like mm-hmm. Onisama A, like those while they're pretty accurate as far as like the actual events, like tonally and like a, what he, the, uh, what Dazaki kind of removes from the manga changes it pretty drastically. Where it, like Onisama A and Rose of Versailles were both done by the same mangaka and they're both mm-hmm. very kind of like lighthearted in their presentation. Like Oscar is like kind of this really starry eyed, like young kind of happy protagonist. And Dazaki really leaned more into like the drama of it for both those mm-hmm. adaptations. So arguably it's not 
really all that accurate to the manga as far as mm-hmm. like its tone but i don't you don't hear anybody like really propping up the rose of versailles manga and onisama a's manga over the adaptations mm-hmm. yeah there is definitely yeah recency bias going on and i think that's because well now you have people like let's say someone gets an anime right especially like a modern anime fan someone who gets an anime and say they get into rose of versailles they're going to have access to both the Rose of Versailles anime and manga at the same time, right? And if they, they're probably going to pick one, but if they end up doing both, they're going to read it in such pro- close proximity that they'll be like able to kind of, again, like kind of separate them. Versus, say, if you're into, you're already an anime manga fan and there's a manga that you really like and you've been reading it for years now, and then the anime adaptation gets released, you've already built up those preconceived notions. And not just you, but uh, I think the the importance of fandom can't be downplayed because I think there's a lot of, like with the Chainsaw Man debacle, there'd be a lot of people who powered through the Chainsaw Man manga immediately after the anime or before mm-hmm. the anime or whatever it is. Right. And they didn't know anything about it before the anime came out and they dislike it or they maybe think it's a bad adaptation because everyone else thinks so. And not, not, I'm not saying that you'll... you'll, you'll like that means you're like weak-willed or an idiot or anything like that. <laughs> but like you now, not only when you do that, you don't just have what you see clearly in the differences between anime and manga. You have the YouTube videos, the you know the Reddit posts, people on Twitter, the reviews. Like you have all of the fandom. Mm, yeah. And all of that information is immediately now visible to you as well. So even if you hadn't built up that level of... um those level of expectations and protectiveness of your favorite property, which isn't, yeah, again, kind of inevitable to happen. You can see what everyone else has already outlined and detailed. That's wrong with it, you know, quote unquote mm-hmm. wrong with it. Um, so yeah, I think it's just the way it's developed. Something else interesting that you don't see as much anymore, but you used to see a lot was the um, mainly only with like the really big figures in the industry, but the self adaptation, you know, because, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind movie is different from the manga. Mm, yes. It's very different, yes. right? Stuff like Akira. Yeah, and Akira is another example, you know? And it's like, Akira, but are you able to Arian. say those aren't good adaptations if the decisions in adapting were made by the person who created made it by the in the first place? person who made it? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's something, yeah, that's something you don't really see at all nowadays like you know yeah no, a mangaka generally is not adapting is not directing an adaptation of the yeah. manga effectively. and part of it is probably for the best because you know mangaka and animators are already overworked you know so trying overworked. to do both and, at the same time yeah. would probably be like fucking and like, it's good to have a new perspective on the story as well. i agree like we talked I about agree. like yep. um in a video that is definitely coming out one day we talked about we have a video on um uh, Summit of the Gods and how mm-hmm. that's a French adaptation of a Japanese manga mm-hmm. and how sort of a, a fresh set of eyes on the story helped put together a movie that is a very streamlined adaptation in that yeah. it, movie didn't you say that it removes like it's a four volume manga movie didn't you say it removes like the middle two volumes effectively oh, it's, it's five volumes but they're five like volumes. very large volumes like they're like yes. omnibus kind of volumes Right. Um, and yeah, it, it removes because like, which admittedly you can remove it. I'm, I don't know. It kind of does change the story, but like they are kind of quote unquote disposable if you want to put it that way. But it was like the whole arc with like the um, 
is it Nepali kind of like criminal underworld and mm-hmm. kind of them getting to just being able to climb the mountain kind of thing. They cut all of that out just to kind of focus on like the core, you know, kind right. of story of it. Distill it down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's something that I can imagine being very difficult if you're yeah. adapting your own work in order to like see it uh, from like a different perspective. Cause you know, uh, if you know, if you're adapting like Nausicaa, you know, if you're yeah. Miyazaki adapting Nausicaa, you're probably thinking to yourself, "Well, I can't fucking remove this." Well, that because I put it in there for a reason. It brings up an interesting uh, thing because, like, there's the whole, you know, the muddied kind of story of Karin Kano, and like how she, you know she's very much on record <laughs> that she wasn't, you know, happy with how it was being adapted by Otto. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was, you know, it was kind of leaning more into the psychological Dude. elements and the darker kind of tones, and not really ke- keeping up with the, the kind of happier kind of thing that she had in the story. Um, I think it was also she was unhappy with the more comedic bent mm-hmm. that Anna was taking. I don't know if I'm you have just a, remembering that. You have a similar situation with uh, Oshi and Odessa Yatsura, where uh, yeah, Rumiko Takahashi does not like Oshi's stuff. Yeah. In, uh, well, Osei Yatsura brings up an interesting thing because, like, not many people are like defending the manga. Like, mm. people prop up the original anime more so than like the manga, and so like when you t- talk oh, about they watch yeah. that before they read it, right? Mm. And then yeah, also because yeah. of the cult of personality around Oshi as well. But, Oshi as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then you get people Damn that straight. are like comparing the new adaptation, which is much more accurate to the manga, to mm-hmm. the original anime anime adaptation. As opposed to what the source material was, um, yeah. As you- as uh, I'm gonna tell a bit of a tangent here, but like I think the yeah, like I, I used to, I still do do a bit, but I used to work in advertising, like editing ads, and mm. most of the time when you're making, especially an ad for the internet, you're asked to make several versions. The most common one is a 60 second and a 30 second version, right? Um, but I had like a couple clients who they would even at like, especially as time went on and like YouTube's, uh, like, especially if they're making ads for YouTube, you'd have to make a 15 second version, 10 second version, a five, five second seconds. version, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I don't, if, if anyone, I don't know if anyone's like an editor or a content creator or anything like that, trying to make like, <laughs> trying to make a version of like your work that is like less than you have to cut more than 90% out of it and still have it tell the same story and get the same message across is fucking hard, man. Yeah. It's I'd, really I'd fucking hard. Well, I kind of do that with the reviews, but a lot yeah. of I had to do that with the shorts. Cause like you had to kind of condense the shorts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard enough to do that with your own thing because you know your story inside and out, which is why it's sometimes, yeah, like you said, a fresh perspective can be necessary because I've done things before where I'd go to like a coworker or, or even just like a friend or whatever. Like, can you have a look at this? It's like, I can't think of anything to cut. And I look at it and they go immediately, oh, not cut that. You don't need that. You know? Yeah. Like, because you've become so internalized and you understand every facet of it that you don't see the broader picture of what the average person is going to see. And so I think that can be necessary. It's in a, not an enviable position to be in because then you become the person who's massacring the original vision. But I think right. that can be important. Um, I think talking of adaptation and that specifically, the opposite problem is uh, also prevalent. And it's something you don't see as much anymore because you look at something like Dragon Ball, 
a show I've never talked about ever on my <laughs> channel, The Cynic Clinic at YouTube. So um, uh, you see Dragon this in Dragon Ball because, um, you know, Dragon Ball is, especially Dragon Ball Z, is infamous for, you know, being very long and for the episodes stretching out and for the fights going forever and nothing happening and all that. And I think mm -hmm. some of it's exaggerated, but, you know, the fact of the matter is, especially once you got to the sort of meat and potatoes of the show, once you're in the middle of the freezer arc, it was the pipeline was one chapter, which tended to be 11 to 12 pages being adapted into 22 minutes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people I know when they read the Dragon Ball manga, they're surprised by how fast it is. Um, because, mm. and part of it is because, again, people read at different speeds, right? But right. the Toriyama's paneling is so good and it flows so well. Um, and because there's huge chunks without dialogue and when they're just fighting, you'd be like, oh shit, I go through that like immediately, right? Um, but again, the show, 22 minutes is 22 minutes, you know, and especially if they're stretching that out and they're adapting it. I've talked before in uh, how people complain about Dragon Ball having filler. Most of the filler in Dragon Ball isn't the traditional story filler where it's like, you know, a filler arc and they've got to, you know, defeat the filler arc villain. It's like padding, like battle filler, where they just add extra scenes and extra, you know, techniques or extra things they do in the fight to like pad out the length of it. Um, hmm. And that style, you don't really see that style much anymore, right? Like the only real one that still does that is One Piece, you know? That's hmm. the only one that still kind of operates by that logic of, uh, the manga is still being released and you make like a chapter per episode or I don't think it's exactly that anymore, but you know what I mean? Where no, it's just I, think that, I think they're really like stretching it out right now. Yeah. Uh, from what I've been told. Yeah. And you don't really see that because you even look at like um, the, the rise of the one core anime, I think has ultimately been a good thing because you don't yeah. have that problem anymore because it's like, okay. You don't really have filler like a mm. lot of story original uh, a lot of anime original content and something yeah. like my hero academia yeah. yeah or you don't have a lot of padding you know like the the infamous case yeah. of like goku and frieza's fight i think is like 19 episodes or something ridiculous you know um you don't really have right. that kind of uh stretching anymore because you don't need to you and like if, yeah. if it's successful you just make a second season where you continue off where you continue where you left off um yep. And so that's been good in that sense, right? In the sense of you don't have to, to yeah, you, you, sh you can mitigate the amount of quote-unquote filler because they still put in filler, you know, because there's, there's going to be anime original stuff because of the way that the scenes work, right? Like the of way you, know, yeah. you put it all together. Um, because like even look at like, you know, the, the Thousand Year Blood War arc and Bleach, you know, how it's being released one core at a time, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to do it. And the, the pace compared to like... Compared to like Hueco Mundo arc Bleach, oh man, the pace is insanely good, <laughs> you know, because they don't have that problem <laughs> of having to catch up to the manga, of having to just right. basically have a chapter, a couple, like like a dozen pages worth of material to adapt in 22 minutes. In order to like pump the brakes because we're yes. catching up. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so I think that's done a lot to mitigate it. But then again, maybe that also fuels the, uh, that fuels the 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 impatience and the 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 spoiled nature to a degree because mm -hmm. i think even like say even if people didn't like filler 20 years ago it was a accepted evil you know because yeah they caught up right they caught up to right. the manga yeah. it was just an accepted people like oh shit here's a filler arc that's what it is what it is if you do a filler yep. arc now i think people just have no patience for it 
you know? <laughs> uh, or something interesting right now is going on with um, Osama ranking is that it it has a, a, a new season that is airing right now, mm-hmm. but it's all side stories. Mm-hmm. All B-sides. And I've kind, of, I've kind of joked that it's like an omake anime, <laughs> effectively. Because, yeah. like, yeah. like, you know, you're like, you know, you'll have like an omake chapter in like a volume, mm-hmm. you know, Tonkaban release for a manga. It's like a little bonus. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if an anime is like successful, it'll at least back in the day, it would get like a bonus OVA with maybe a bit more like, you know, yeah. more erotic content, uh, mm-hmm. you know, packaged in there with like your Blu-ray or DVD release. Yeah. This new well, se- you- season of a summer ranking is kind of like that in that it's a lot of like bonus stories that don't really clearly fit into the, into season one. Mm. Um, but it's 10 episodes of that. Yeah. It's Are they very full, strange. Full 22 minute episodes. Full yeah. 22 minute oh, episodes. Okay. That's kind of like, because you still see that, like, some, like, especially like with One Core or, you know, whatever shows where it'll be like they have like a companion ONA of like two minute, like, yeah, usually did it sli- much did more it, uh, Reincarnated as a slime do something like that? Yeah, slime did it. A lot of stuff does it. Um, um, my favorite was uh, Shoujo Shumatsu Ryoko because, uh, it would be them in school learning about like like in like a regular like middle school and they would just be learning about like random shit like fish. Um so usually like, it'd be they, tied there's to a the similar thing with like Attack on Titan that yeah. is exactly that. Yeah. Um You can kinda of say so, Nisei so Monogatari does that same thing. Like Nisei was kind of all just like shit yeah. posting on his part. A little bit, yeah. But it's it's interesting. Like we talked about like earlier, we talked about um you know the creator kind of you know adapted adaptation or whatever um and having like a new set of eyes like i guess kind of getting into you know what we think is like a good bad kind of like concrete examples like the uh fruits basket adaptation mm-hmm. um i'm not like the biggest fan of uh the original adaptation okay. mm-hmm. but i liked that one more than the new one um, in part visually I feel from like, what I've seen. The, I think the people might say the original, you know, the first adaptation looks worse. Um, it, yeah, like the designs. So it's interesting because the designs in the new one, because anyone that's not really privy to like the production side of the 2017 adaptation of Fruits Basket, uh, the mangaka is actually like heavily involved with that adaptation. Okay. Uh, she's not like directing it, but she is being like directly kind of like referenced in the production stuff mm-hmm. where you might could argue that she's like kind of making directorial decisions and taking those away from the director. Mm. As opposed or to Akita um, Daichi just doing whatever executive. the fuck he wants. Yeah. Yeah. So like you kind of get this weird sense of like thing. There are things that are made more important in like the 2017 version that are clearly kind of more important to like her because mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. adaptation like the designs are closer to what she envisioned and she didn't like the original designs because like she thought her art was bad and she thought she had improved and so the new designs are kind of more what she wanted mm. and then like there's stuff with like the colors of like uh Kion, uh kyo's uh bracelet um that was a big thing to her in about the original anime and like so she made a big deal about it for this anime Mm. um but like you get this you end up with like this 
kind of more stale production mm-hmm. where like there was like an episode where they came into like, a room and like I forget somebody's dad, I can't remember who it was. It might have been um it might have been Kyo's dad, but I don't remember. But they go into like his room or whatever, and like to like set the atmosphere, there's like they kind of changed the lighting, but not really. And then like they had like a record player in the background that was like really wonky, just like really like poor attempt at like creating a certain atmosphere. Right. None of that was in the manga. It was just like okay, like they there's they don't have like a very strong sense of like pathos and direction in the new adaptation. But it does adapt like material that the old one obviously didn't get to. But a lot of people do like the new adaptation because it does cover those new story beats. And like, because in the manga, like a lot of what people liked is later on in the story. Um, Which is also, so that, yeah, that's, a, that's something to be also said. There, you, there, there is another element. It's not just like, oh, it's, it's like the original. Like it's, it's closer yeah. to the manga, right? Therefore, it's better. There is an element of when like a new adaptation gets announced where it's like, oh, I now get to see the parts that weren't adapted and that I liked or that like developed sure. as the story went on. Yeah. And it, it can just be the logic of like, oh, more of what I like is good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's like a thing. Something with I just remembered like, now. Well, that's like oh, a thing sorry, with me for like uh, Full Metal Alchemist 03. I like Full Metal Alchemist 03, but no, oh, yeah, me too. So much of what I love about Full Metal Alchemist is not in 03, but it is in Brotherhood. Yeah. And like so many characters, so many like uh, uh, elements. Oh yeah, plot all beats. the Pog Champ moments are in Brotherhood. <laughs> all uh, those yeah, see, I'm ones. one of those weirdos that prefer 03. 03 what just makes fuck? me feel sad. Yeah, he just gets the ending. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just, Oh god! <laughs> fucking... I kinda, like so, I kind of like like the bittersweet ending of like O three. I, I mean, I kind of ignore the movie. Yeah, because the, it the didn't movie exist is... when I watched it. Yeah, the movie is uh, the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, the I movie mean, is not fine. bittersweet. <laughs> no, it's it's very much just like kind of pandering because kind of, people kind wanted of insane. a certain kind of ending. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was say like the, I felt like the original. Like it is easy to clown on it, but it does like when you're looking at it from like what they had to work with and what they did with it. Oh, it does take like the elements that were given to them and does utilize them really well and create something that like almost like I don't know if Arakawa gave them kind of a rough idea or outline of where she was going or like maybe she took inspiration or maybe it was like an element of both because like when you think about it. Like the ending spoilers for Full Malpas, I guess, but like the ending of like oh three, where he literally he kind of like uses alchemy to like exchange. He basically he uses the experience he gained through their adventures and uses that to like switch his body with like Al's body at the gate, and then he just like reforms himself over at the other side of the gate or whatever. Um, and then that's kind of taken in Brotherhood, where like she just he kind of just literally takes the gate. That was inside him and trades that for Al. Right. And yeah. So like you get like these kind of like parallel, like kind of similar elements. And it's like, I'd wonder which, where it kind of came from, you know? It's one of the things where I kind of always wondered, because there's not a lot of time between Full Metal Alchemist 03 and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's like Brotherhood no. was like 2009. It would have been in pre-production yeah. probably through 2008. Uh 03 i think ended in 04 so there's probably there's like a four-year gap there before you know and yeah. it makes me wonder was this always the original plan effectively 
you know, probably not. <laughs> like, I think it, I think it is just because, like, back in the day, Phil Malopus was like really huge. Yes. And yeah. like, it did really well for Bones. And so I imagine, like, when they heard that Phil Malopus was ending soon, yeah. they were just able to capitalize on it and be mm-hmm. like, hey, people love Full Metal Alchemist. Let's just pump more Full Metal Alchemist out there. That's Do it a, again, yeah, baby. It's just a, a happy accident there because, like, you look at other manga that get the same treatment. Like, you look at, like, Fruits Basket or uh, like, Trigun with now. Like, Trigun yeah. has been over for however many years. It's been years. years you know? There's a... And so I think that was just a happy accident. It yeah. does bring up an interesting question, though, which is, like, if a manga is still ongoing, ongoing, which a lot of the time when they get adapted, they are, especially even now in the one core kind of thing, it's like, well, what should you do? Because yeah. it's like, it's like you have a few options. You could do the Full Metal Alchemist 03 or the Fruits Basket way where you kind of make up your own ending so that it, it itself as a self-contained product has a narratively satisfying ending. You take the most common approach now for like one core shows and end it at a point that is satisfying enough, but it's still like, you know, basically like, if you want more, buy the fucking Blu-ray so we make a second season, please. Or otherwise <laughs> you just have to read the manga, right? Um, yeah. They just kind of stop story at like a point that seems relatively satisfying to do so in. Yeah. Or you just don't do it, and then you have to wait until the manga is finished and then adapt it fully. And all of them come with... Uh, pros and cons the last one gives you the most literal accurate way to adapt the story and it's full but by that point especially if it's like an ongoing series you've got situations where it's like you know the anime can significantly boost the popularity of the manga just take uh, uh, demon slayer for example you know Mm -hmm. that shit didn't really kick off until Oh well, the anime came out obviously but demon slayer even attack on titan exploded yeah attack oh god yeah you know it's like it's like by the time if attack on titan didn't have its anime adaptations and they came out after now with how the way that the show the manga ended and how much people hated it and its popularity having waned yeah would they have been like they would have been able to adapt the whole story faster in its entirety probably in like a big two or four core season but would there be enough interest in it yeah yeah so it's like you have to the the other two the 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 other two ways are the what they have to deal with and it's it's yeah. just yeah there's always decisions that have to be made and like I think something too like the idea of something being the original um you have to think like things are changed all the time during the production of a movie or production yes. of an anime production or whatever there's almost no I'm convinced that there are very few art projects in the history of art of mankind where it ended up exactly exactly as the original intention was mm-hmm. you know because it's like or even like the original script like cause things just change you come up with a better idea on the day or on the day the fucking thing didn't work so you have to do something else and mm-hmm. those things are changing all the time and like you know it's like always fun to read like you know like about like, oh, like, you know, if you read the manga car, you read the script writer and like, oh, at one point we were going to kill this character off, but we decided not to. Or at one point they were going to be revealed to be evil, but we didn't do it or, you know, any number yeah. of things. And that's interesting from, oh, wow, what could have been way? But like, you've also got to think like, well, if that was in the original product, right, mm-hmm. then people would be saying, oh, it's the, it's in the original, so it's better. It's got to have it like that, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, an interesting thing to look at for that would be Evangelion, 
Yep. Because Evangelion obviously is an anime original, mm-hmm. but uh, Sadamoto was there during the production meetings and like yep. they discussed things that they wanted to do, you know, in pre-production that ended up not making it into the anime. Yep. But then he went on when he made the manga adaptation, went on to adapt it the way that they had discussed kind of closer in the production meetings. Yeah. And, so, the, and in a weird way, the manga came out before the first episode aired, right? Right. So you, you end up in this weird scenario. Um, Ava's an interesting thing, just because Ava ends up, I think, falling into, especially with the rebuilds, into the the Ghost in the Shell camp, where it's okay, you just end up having different ways yeah, to less yep. so because it's less extreme. But a yeah. good example of that would be like a Shinji Akari racing project. Oh my god, it's yeah. just completely <laughs> different. It's yep. it's almost like it's almost like a, a reskin of another story with Evangelion on yeah, top of it. But just Ava on top of it, yeah. It's like a fan fiction for the episode twenty six alternate universe. Um, Riding his baloney pony. Fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Oh man. Um, well, the other thing too, you've got to think when you adapt something, adapting something of an older, of an older time, and mm. where you know, uh, let's say you're adapting an older manga, and there are things in that manga that are no longer considered okay, no longer considered socially acceptable. Hmm. Yeah, you like, know, um, it's like, what was the fucking, I'm trying to fucking remember, hold on. I'm going to pull this up. Give <laughs> me one second. Jamie, pull it up. Jamie, pull it up. Jamie. Uh, where the fuck Jamie, pull up, pull up the offense, offensive memes, Jamie. Pull up, yeah. the, pull up the offensive <laughs> meme compilation. Uh, it's 16,000. It's, it's a G. There's a G in the name. It's two dudes. That really goes down. down. No, God damn it. God damn it. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm floundering right now. It's in here somewhere. It's in my fucking. Li- God, banana fish. I don't know why I said there was a G in it. Oh, banana um, fish. Yeah. <laughs> there was a G in it. I swear. There's no G in it. Uh, um, but a good, a good, an interesting example of that would, of course, be banana fish. Have you seen banana fish? Mm-hmm. No. Banana fish. Like the first episode. Banana fish is an adaptation of an '80s manga, an '80s like BL mm-hmm. manga. Right. And. Uh, of course, the adaptation was like, I think, 2018. And yeah. oh boy, is there a lot of rape in that anime. Mm, yeah. Hell right. yeah. Yeah. So See, that's, like, that's, a, that's a, yeah, that's a yeah. thing. Like, you look at, like, you know, the, like, you even have to look at, like, Berserk. Like, you think of, like, the 97 Berserk, <laughs> which is the only adaptation people really like, right? Yeah. That tones down the amount of rape to, leave it to basically just the the one at the end which adds a lot more or, or you know a lot more oomph. more power of it and you know people get edgy and defend the rape in berserk and this kind of, i love berserk i think berserk's great i think it's really good sure there's a lot of rape in berserk there's a lot of, a rape lot of that rape's not necessarily necessary to the plot <laughs> you know sometimes it's like bro did the horse really need to attempt to rape her you know like yeah um yeah and you got things like that you got things like um uh, like a lot of old, like, like even even like uh, like the use of like, um, the use of like trans characters. Oh, yeah. Not even trans like, characters, but like, like, oh, a hot woman, but then it turns out she has a penis. Yes. In uh, in like old eighties gag mamba manga. Yeah, a, a, a good example of that would be like that gag. Stop your Yeah, and like a lot of that stuff where it's like, 
Oh, like, <laughs> do, do you have, do you adapt that? Because well, you've changed that. Yeah. You off how do you, how do you navigate like, that effectively? How do you navigate through that? Right. Um, no, I think the answer is just don't do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. just don't adapt it, especially if it's not important to the plot. Like, you right. Know, yeah. Um, like Berserk has enough rape that you don't need to include every single rape in the yeah. plot, right? You have to include the main rape because that's vital to the story. Um, well, but you yeah. know, I, I have often wondered, man, what if, what if we got like a Ninja Scroll style, you know, Yoshiaki Kawajiri adaptation of Berserk and what a waking nightmare that would be. Oh man. That would be fucked. That would be, that would, that would, that would be what we call too hot to handle. Yeah, too hot for TV. <laughs> Jamie, fund it, Jamie. Fund it. <laughs> fund it, Jamie. Get him out of retirement. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to, a lot to go in adaptation. Are um, there, well, yeah, that kind of begs the question, you know, you know, are there things that are just, one, impossible to adapt into anime, and, yep. and two, mm-hmm. are there things that maybe just shouldn't be adapted into anime? Well, people claim Berserk is the unadaptable manga, but that's if you want to adapt it in its entirety as it is in a manga. Which, right. Yeah, of course it's unadaptable. It's just unfeasible. You're not gonna be, yeah, you're not going to be able to animate that amount of line work. It's perfectly adaptable. It's just going to be in a different format. Yeah. The structure is going to be different. It's going to have to be distilled. It's going to – there's going to be a whole set of compromises you have to make. And it's whether you're willing to make those comp- see those compromises in the story itself. Given Berserk fans, I'm going to say they're not going to be willing to see those compromises because they're going to want absolutely every detail in there. It's like, no, dog, that, that ain't happening, Chief. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's necessarily unadaptable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of how much you adapt it into its yeah. New, into well, its I think um, an interesting medium, new format. An interesting example that I know you'd be familiar with is like Yotsuba. Because mm-hmm. Osmo has gone on record to say, uh, you know, Yotsuba doesn't wouldn't really make sense as a TV anime effectively. So it doesn't yep. really make sense, you know, to adapt it. Um, yep. So you have situations like that where it's maybe not necessarily because of like, like reserved with like graphic content or being too dense or whatever. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, they just famously had a really bad experience with Osmo's oh, uh, adaptation. Myth. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought that was. Oh. No, it's a myth. He, he thought it was fine. Yeah. He um, just said he didn't think it works. He didn't, didn't think Yotsuba would work for TV format. Yeah. Gotcha. Which I don't really, I have not read Yotsuba, so I have, I don't know. You two have. Is there any, do you think there's any credence to that uh, feeling? I I can see it. I think I can the see closest it. would, like the closest anime I can think of to it would be like Barakamon. Hmm. Um, and then maybe like, yeah, maybe Usagi drop, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that <laughs> no, like those. I, I think you can make Yotsuba work. It See, there's a case probably... of like you, you you adapt. You don't adapt the second half of the story, and it makes it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like, uh, yeah, like Yotsuba works extraordinarily well as a manga, but yeah. like I don't think you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. The author has expressedly expressed his wishes that he doesn't want it to happen, so it probably won't happen, and it's fine. You gotta yeah. respect that. But it's like, I think you could do it. Um, mm-hmm. Is that really about Yotsuba? That's like, this cannot be captured in any capacity in an anime. Yeah. Well, it's like that. Like something would there would be stuff that's lost, right? Right. Yeah. Because 
Yotsuba is a manga, and I have a unique experience with Yotsuba because I've only ever read it in Japanese. Oh. Um, Yotsuba is, I think, a manga. You can just take it as slow as you want. Mm. Typically, I find that reading manga is much a very quick experience. You know, I tend to, especially if it's a long series, you tend to blaze through the chapters, right? You just want to get through the shit, fight, get the dopamine, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a reason, like, kids don't buy Jump, right? They just go to the convenience store and try to read it as quickly as possible so they can get, you know, <laughs> the gist and then go, you know? Right. And they don't have to pay for the whole fucking thing, right? Um, but with Yotsuba, uh, and, like, the whole sense of it is it's like, and, like, I've, because I've been reading in Japanese, so I'm naturally slower with reading it, but there are, I think it's designed in a way where you can just like pause on a page and you could say that about any manga. You could say that about Berserk because of how detailed the art is, right? Mm-hmm. But like you're still engaged in the story to the point you're invited. Like it's a page turner. Yeah. Whereas Yotsuba as a manga invites you to like just pause and just chill. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there's that aspect can be lost. Like you lose the control of time. And there are certain things that you lose when you adapt. Like um, let's say you want to keep the gender reveal of a character um, it's easier to do it in manga because you, you know, there are fewer tells, you know, you you can still have them talk a lot and it's not obvious. Yeah, they're voice actor. In, uh, yeah, voice actor. And I mean, obviously, everything. I'm like, okay, maybe they're like, they have a, that's something Kino's journey run into, right? Because it's like, they try to keep the reveal of Kino's, the first light novel doesn't reveal Kino's gender until the second last story hmm. of the first light novel. Um, and even then, it's not 100% obvious it's Kino until the end of the story. Um, they try and do the same thing with the fourth episode of the anime, but, and, you know, they try and do things of, you know, she has a boyish design and, like, uh, the, the the character, it's very common for, you know, shonen protagonists to be voiced by women anyway. Right, yeah, um, I, I thought Kino was a guy up until, I don't know, I for how however long. Yeah, and so it's not impossible, but it does force you to, like, let's say, um, that works in the case of Kino because Kino's deliberately androgynous, right? Yes. And so you can translate that andron- andron- androgynity. How would you make and- that now? Androgyny? Androgyny, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say the androgynous nature of Kino. You can translate it. But let's say the reveal of the gender is just meant to be kept a secret from the audience, but everyone else knows that's much harder to do, yes. you know? Um, so, and yeah, and th- th- there is stuff that you can only do in manga. And mm-hmm. so you would lose stuff in translation, but I don't think there's anything you can't adapt. There's stuff you can adapt and it wouldn't be the same. You just, but you'd have to, right. it's fine. It's not going to be the same anyway. You yeah, make it of course. Thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, th- I feel like there was a time that people said that Jojo was unadaptable. Really? Yeah, they did. Um, I mean, they like you that. had the nineties OVA, but people would point to like Araki's very detailed and like line work and say like, Oh, this can never be adapted. Like part four can never be adapted. And still, even now people still are like, you know, part seven will never really work as an anime. I, I, I mean, so I could see people being and, like that with, you know, even just stuff like part six, given how much people shit on how it looked, even though it looked fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I guess, I guess with Jojo, it's interesting because it like, they do have like three different directors now, I guess, on the project. Mm-hmm. So like now you kind of have an interesting conversation of like, which one do you feel like is the best kind of adapted part? Because they all kind of adapt a little bit differently. Um, Jojo is an interesting example too, because the Jojo has just changed so much over the manga's run. Yeah. Like an, an individual part can change. I like how I like the anime's approach to adapting changes in Araki's art style 
where each part they will go for the art style that was prominent towards the end of that particular part Mm, you know yeah especially Um, with like part four is very yeah uh kind of the famous one example the famous shift yeah where it became much more like slender and be shown in and whatnot um yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, the thing of uh, like, yeah, fans often like there's a famous there's, there's a quote people say a lot, like a lot of directors say, which is, uh, you know, don't give fans what they want. Give them what they need um, because fans don't know what they want a lot of the time because people say they want accurate, faithful anime adaptations. They want one to one, you know, they want the panels to be exactly as it is. Right. You know, and everything like that. But when that happens, they also hate it because look what happened with Way of the House Husband. That is, yeah, if you're talking really about being example. faithful to the manga, yeah, that is as faithful as you can get to a manga without it just being also in black and white. Yeah, and, and people, people called it, it lazy. Yeah, people, people, you people know, called but, it lazy because they wanted quote unquote animation. Animation. You know, they wanted it to move. There's and no animation look, in a manga. It's fine. It's fine if that's what you wanted, right? Sure. That's fine. It's, but be careful but, what you wish for exactly yeah it's it's and it's the thing people don't know how to articulate what they wish for which is another problem yeah you know yeah. Well, it's interesting to me because like part f- so like going back to jojo like mm-hmm. i i hated part three like the adaptation when i was watching it because it was you know they kind of went for kind of a you know two chapters per episode structure oh yeah yeah which you know the original chapters of part three you read pretty quick like yeah the famous example is like the sun like that fight is like a really one-off kind of thing yeah. like you read it in like five minutes and kind of move on yeah. the anime adapted it into a full 30 minute episode and you just yeah. have to sit there and watch it and you're like oh my god whereas like part four when i started reading part four i wouldn't like which granted i started reading it right after part three and i wouldn't feel it but when I went to watch the uh, adaptation, people were kind of clowning on the adaptation because they're like, oh, still got like the record scratch and like the 90s style. It's just so like when I go check it out, just to kind of see what they were talking about. Like I ended up really liking that adaptation much more than, you know, part three. And it does take it takes a lot of liberties where like it does a lot of you know interesting kind of screen transition effects. Um, it also um, restructures the story content a lot. It moves individual yeah. things around to make flow better or you know it adds the epilogue the almost everyone's seen at the epilogue and then you get like uh and then then you get people that like part five which it was a lot more accurate i guess it kind of is like a middle ground between part four and part three yeah um and then they you know like i said they shit on part six even though it's relatively accurate just because it doesn't move quite as much as part five did (laughs) it's just like what are you going to do? Well, there are also things like, uh, um, obviously you're not going to be able to adapt like a 40 hour long, like visual novel into a one or two core anime and be able to keep all of it because that's a not how hundred hour one. Yeah. That's not how time works. So you're yeah. going to need to cut stuff out. And yeah, when you search for like longer ones, I I'll get to fucking Umi Neko eventually, but I know people do say hmm. that for a variety of reasons, Partially its length, partially its story structure, partially just with like some meta aspects to it, I guess, and some of the mechanics in it, that it 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 only makes sense really in a visual novel format. I have no I idea have if that's people, fucking true. Um, I have heard people say that the manga is good for Umineko. The manga looks pretty good from what I've seen of it. Um, 
But the, there's stuff like I I think like the red text meme or whatever the fuck. Everything I say in red is true. That's obviously something you can't do in an anime where there's no text. Um, yeah. Which is why it's never been adapted into an anime. Wait. <laughs> people, people, Umineko fans really hate uh, the anime adaptation. And I'll oh, yeah. It's, it's similar with, uh, I know, Tsukihime. Tsukihime. It's got the same kind of meme going on. Uh, Higarashi, I'll probably hate the anime adaptation of that when I'm done with the, the visual novel. Well, visual novels are their own thing. Again, because it's similar to manga in a way, because there are the visual, there are the similarities, right? There are the the ways the over the Venn diagram mm-hmm. of anime and visual novels is closer than something like uh, light novels and anime, you know? And so you can get stuck in that space in between. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's also because it's less common to adapt yeah. to visual novels the way it is to adapt to manga. Um yeah especially nowadays yeah there aren't really a lot of visual novel adaptations coming out in part part because visual novels Mm -hmm. just aren't as popular anymore you know um but it's it's also a matter of i think an interesting Mm. example is clanad you know because the way like clanad is structured is you go through all these arcs and you you get like Mm -hmm. the fucking orbs or whatever uh in the visual novel and they kind of try to do that in the anime I still don't know what the fuck no, was happening so at that end. Well. So. Yeah, that it didn't translate quite yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah, it didn't. It's like, like yeah, it's it happens. It, ha- yeah, it happens. It's, it's in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's well, like oh, okay, that's fucking biz. Oh, it's over. Um. Yeah. Another interesting example is that I've never seen anyone shit on Steins Gate as being a bad adaptation of the visual novel, like I have seen people do with oh, like, yeah. Keyworks, you know, with, like, Clannad, with Air, uh, with Canon. Um, and it's interesting, because, again, I think the, the anime is yeah. so fucking popular, and not I don't think at, anywhere oh, near no, as no. many people have played the visual no. novel, especially not when the anime first came out. Which, again, yeah, it kind of goes back to the whole thing of, like, you know, it really matters, you know, yeah. what were you exposed yeah. to first, effectively? The nature of a video game, even something like a visual novel, the nature of it, anything that has the player's yeah. interaction alters the outcome is hard to Absolutely. show in linear narratives like manga or anime, where it's, I mean, you can't really do that. Unless you do the choose your own adventure yeah. like this podcast. Click yeah. here to vote on what Ghost will say next. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, before before we go, uh, do have a, a, a quick announcement we want to make. We are now accepting fan oh, mail. That's right. Be sure to send your fan mail to Mumi's address at Texas. Wait, what the fuck? Who gave me my address? I did. <laughs>